chapter seventeen of culture and cooking or art in the kitchen this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit LibriVox.org. recording by betty b culture and cooking or art in the kitchen by katherine owen chapter seventeen a chapter of odds and ends valedictory i have alluded in an earlier chapter to the fact that many inexperienced cooks are afraid of altering recipes a few words on this subject may not be out of place as a rule a recipe should be faithfully followed in all important parts for instance in making soup you cannot because you are short of the given quantity of meat put the same amount of water as directed for the full quantity without damaging your soup but you may easily reduce water and every other ingredient in the same proportion and in mere matters of flavoring you may vary to suit circumstances if you are told to use cloves and have none a bit of mace may be substituted if you read a recipe and it calls for something you have not consider whether that something has anything to do with the substance of the dish or whether it is merely an accessory for which something else can be substituted for instance if you are ordered to use cream in a sauce milk with a larger amount of well-washed butter may take its place but if you are told to use cream for charlotte russe or trifles there is no way in which you could make milk serve since it is not an accessory but the chief part of these dishes for a cake in which cream is used butter whipped to a cream may take its place wine is usually optional in savory dishes it gives richness only again in cakes be very careful the exact proportions of flour eggs and milk are observed of butter you can generally use more or less having a more or less rich cake in proportion in any but plain cupcakes which greatly depend on soda and acid for their lightness never lessen the allowance of eggs never add milk if a cake is too stiff but an extra egg may always be used unless milk is ordered in the recipe when more or less may be used as needed flavoring may be always varied in reducing a recipe always reduce every ingredient and it can make no difference in the results sometimes in cookery books you are told to use articles not frequently found in ordinary kitchens for instance a larding needle although that can be bought for twenty-five cents at any house furnishing store and should always be in a kitchen but in case you have not one for meat you may manage by making small cuts and inserting slips of bacon another article that is very useful but seldom if ever to be found in small kitchens is a salamander but when you wish to brown the top of a dish and putting it in the oven would not do or the oven is not quick enough to serve an iron shovel made nearly red and a few red cinders in it is a very good salamander it must be held over the article that requires browning near enough to color it yet not to burn in the recipes i have given nothing is required that cannot be obtained with more or less ease in new york for syrups fruit juices etc apply to your druggist if he has not them he will tell you where to obtain them we often make up our minds that because a thing is not commonly used in this country it is impossible to get it 
really there are very few things not to be got in new york city to the intelligent seeker you need an article of french or italian or maybe english grocery that your grocer a first-class one perhaps has not and you make up your mind you cannot get it but go into the quarters where french people live and you can get everything belonging to the french cuisine so prejudiced are the french in favor of the production of la belle france that they do not believe in our parsley or our chives or garlic or shallots for i know at least one french grocer who imports them for his customers on being asked why he brought them from france to a country where those very things were plentiful he answered oh french herbs are much finer needless to say tarragon is one of the herbs so imported and can thus be bought but as several new jersey truck gardeners grow all kinds of french herbs they can be got in washington market and most druggists keep them dried but for salads montpellier butter and some other uses the dried herb would not do although for flavoring it would serve but the far better way is to grow them for yourself as i have done any large seedsman will supply you with burnet tarragon and borage very useful for salads punch etc seeds and if you live in the country have an herb bed if in town there are few houses where there is not ground enough to serve for the purpose but even in these few houses one can have a box of earth in the kitchen window in which your seeds will flourish parsley is a thing in almost daily request in winter yet it is very expensive to buy it constantly for the sake of using the small spray that often suffices it is a good plan therefore in fall to get a few roots plant them in a pot or box and they will flourish all winter if kept where they will not freeze and be ready for garnishing at any minute always as far as your means allow have every convenience for cooking by having utensils proper for every purpose you save a great deal of work and much vexation of spirit yet it should be no excuse for bad work that such utensils are not at hand a willing and intelligent cook will make the best of what she has apropos of this very thing Gouffé relates that a friend of his an artist of renown was sent for to the chateau of a baron argentoy who had taken a large company with him unexpectedly crowding the chateau in every part he was shown into a dark passage in which a plank was suspended from the ceiling and told this was to be his kitchen he had to fashion his own utensils for there was nothing provided and his pastry he had to bake in a frying-pan besides building two monumental plots on that board and prepare a cold entree but he cheerfully set to work to overcome difficulties achieved his task and was rewarded by the plaudits of the diners such difficulties as these our servants never have to encounter and a cheerful endeavor to make the best of everything should be the rule yet let us spare them all the labor we can or rather make it as easy and pleasant as possible they will be more proud of their well-furnished kitchen more cheerful in it than they will of one where everything for their convenience is grudged and such pride and cheerfulness will be your gain there is always a great deal of talk about servants in america how bad and inefficient they are how badly they contrast with those of england certainly they are not so efficient as those of the older country how could they be 
there girls who are intended for servants have ever held before their eyes what they may or may not do in the future calling and how it is to be done but take one of these orderly efficient girls put her in an american family as general servant or as cook where two are kept washing and ironing to do and a variety of other work and see how your english servant would stare at your requirements she has been accustomed to her own line of work at home if housemaid she has been dressed for the day at noon if cook she has never done even her own washing she may and will no doubt fall into the way of the country after a while and on account of her early habits of respect will make a good servant perhaps but many of them would be quite indignant at being asked to do the average servant's work here i am speaking now of the trained servants but comparing the london maid of all work or slavey with our own general servants and considering how much more is expected of the latter the comparison seems to me vastly in the favour of our own bridgets we may rest assured however smoothly the wheels of household management glide along in wealthy families across the water people who can only keep one or two have all our troubles with servants and a few added and their faults are just as general a subject of conversation among ladies france out of paris from parisian servants deliver me and germany seem the favoured lands where one servant does the work of three or four yet even they are they say degenerating let us then be contented and make the best of what we have assured that even biddy is not so hopeless as she is painted kindness not weakness firmness and patience work wonders even with the roughest emerald that ever crossed the sea i have said somewhere else that you must beware of attempting too much at once perfect yourself in one thing before you attempt another take breaded chops or fried oysters make opportunities for having them rather often and do not rest satisfied until you have them as well fried as you have ever seen them anywhere practice makes perfect and you certainly will achieve perfection if you are not discouraged by one failure but above all things never make experiments for company let them be made when it really matters little whether you succeed or not and let your experiments be on a small scale don't attempt to fry a large dish of oysters or chops until it is a very easy task or make more than half a pound of puff paste at first for if you fail with a large task before you you will be tired and disheartened hate the sight of what you are doing and as a consequence not be likely to return to it very soon the same may be said of cooks some of them are very fond of experiments which taste i should always encourage but do not let them jump from one experiment to the other if they try a dish and fail they often make up their minds that the fault is not theirs that it is not worth while to bother with it here your knowledge will be of service you will show them that it can be done how it should be done and order the dish cook failed in frequently giving it sufficient surveillance to prevent your family suffering from her inexperience for as a witty frenchman said of mademoiselle du defaut's cook between her and brinvilliers there is only the difference of intention few things add more to a man or woman's social reputation than the fact that they keep a good table it need not be one where the strong table groans 
beneath the smoking sirloin stretched immense but a table where whatever you do have will be good be it pork and beans or salmi the pork and beans would satisfy a bostonian the salmi grimaud de la reniere himself i do not admit with d walcott that the turnpike road to people's hearts i find lies through their mouths or i mistake mankind but it is a fact that good living by this i do not mean extravagant living presupposes good breeding well-bred people sometimes live badly but ill-bred people seldom or ever live well in the right sense of the term now by way of valedictory let me repeat that i do not think a lady's best or proper place is the kitchen but it is quite possible to have a perfectly served table yet spend very little time there only that one little hour a day that talleyrand the busy man full of intrigue and statecraft found time to spend with his cook would ensure your table being well served for after devoting say a few winter months to perfecting yourself in a few things you will be able to teach your cook who is often ambitious to excel if put in the right way a word here about cooks the knowledge that if they fail to do a thing well you will do it yourself will often put them on their mettle to do their best while the feeling that you don't know will make them careless servants have a great deal more amour propre than people imagine therefore stimulate it by judicious praise and appreciation let them think that to send in a dish perfect is a glory to themselves as well as a pleasure to you while careful to remark when alone with them upon any fault that results from carelessness be equally careful to give all the praise you can and repeat to them complimentary remarks that may have been made on their skill servants are usually such is the weakness of feminine nature whether in the drawing-room or the kitchen very sensitive to the praise or blame of the gentlemen of the family indulge poor humanity a little when you honestly can end of chapter seventeen end of culture and cooking or art in the kitchen by katherine owen